If you haven't heard about the hula hoop principle, give me 10 seconds to explain it. It'll change your life. Okay, when I said 10 seconds, I meant more like, you know, 10 minutes, maybe 15. I mean, let's get real. This is a podcast episode, long form content. So it's going to be more of a detailed, in-depth explanation. So as I alluded to in the introduction, the hula hoop principle. I did a post about it on Instagram, kind of talked about it in my stories. I've been talking to a lot of my one-on-one clients about it lately. What is the hula hoop principle and why, April, is it going to change my life? I'll tell you why. So very simple concept. If you've been through professional counseling therapy, odds are high that you have heard this concept explained in some way, shape, or form. So we are going to drastically simplify it and explain how you can use this principle, at least for the awareness piece, and to kind of do a reality check and be like, do I need to kind of address my boundaries? But we'll get to that. We will get to that. So what is the hula hoop principle? So first, I want you to imagine an actual hula hoop. Okay, you have a hula hoop that is around you. You're swinging it around, and you see how much area that that hula hoop kind of encompasses that's surrounding your body. So that space that the hula hoop kind of, you know, uh, engulfs, That's your own little personal universe. That's your energy, your space that is full of your biases, your family lineage, your skills, your shadows, your education, your opinions, your own blueprint, all of that. All of that is just your own little personal universe. And we all have them. Every single person in this entire world has their own little like hula hoop space. And so, Knowing that when we go out into the world or we are at home with our children or our partner, we are unknowingly merging our little private universe hula hoop space with the spaces of others. And what can happen if we are not aware is that we can either become someone who is projecting our energy, our biases, our opinions, how we think things should be done onto others, or the opposite, where we are allowing others to come into our energy, into our little worlds, and kind of just like take a shit right in our Cheerios time and time and time again. And so this is such a simple yet important concept to be aware of, because especially now with social media, I mean, in two seconds, you're online and you have the power to project yourself or to have your energy infiltrated at any given time, especially if we are not self-aware and especially if we don't have solid boundaries. I mean, it is so easy to go onto someone's page, to scroll through their stories, you know, go to the comments and attack another person and tell them how they should be living, parenting, eating, breathing, 
pretty much doing anything you can think of. And the thing is, is a lot of times people feel like they're doing a justice. Say you are the uh, attacker. We have like an attacker and we have an attacky. If we're just talking about social media in this instance, say you are constantly the attacker. In your mind, in your little mini universe, you're doing what's right. You are doing something that is very justifiable and it is your duty to go around and to tell everyone else what they are doing wrong and how they can correct that in order to do it right. But what's happening majority of the time is, again, you are coming from your own bias. You are coming from your own sensitivities, your own gifts, your own blueprints, your own upbringings, your own everything, again, your own little universe, and you're projecting on to someone else why you think that they are wrong and why you are right. And it's very human nature, again, especially since so many of us are running around just not exactly the most self-aware. We're not doing these constant check-ins, especially if you're someone that's a little bit more stubborn, say you're an Enneagram 8, or say you maybe have a defined head in um, human design. Or, I mean, there's a million different things that can kind of make us a little bit more stubborn. Say you are an uh, activist. That's one of your Dharma archetypes. You know, there's, there's a little million reasons why you may be more of that powerhouse that is coming out and telling others how they should be, how they should live, how they should think, how they should take care of their bodies, how they should parent, etc. And so with that, again, if you are more of that projector, the first thing to do is to have awareness around it. It's just like, oh man, as you say that, like, yeah, I kind of I think maybe I do that with my friends, with my partner, with my coworkers online. Yeah, maybe I am kind of doing something else. So the first step is awareness and then acceptance. I mean, like, you know what? I'm human. Fuck. Like, there's still a lot of greatness to that. You know, like, I'm probably a powerhouse leader, um, independent human. Like, there's, of course, a lot of good weaved in there. And I accept that maybe I have been projecting my universe, my thoughts, my energy onto others. And I'm going to check in with myself now moving forward. And then there is the opposite. When you are someone that is constantly getting projected upon because you are allowing other people to kind of come into your energy. Now, I mean, again, being human and the fact that we're not exactly taught about this in school, hopefully they're starting to teach a little bit more on boundaries and energy in school. That would be awesome. I don't know. I'm not there. (laughs) But especially moms, we... (laughs) we have a lot on our shoulders. We're doing a lot. We're carrying a lot. And sometimes it can be hard to constantly be setting and holding those boundaries. And so if you feel like you're someone where you're going out into the world or it's at home or it's online and people are just constantly making you feel like shit, they're telling you what to do, how to do it. And rather than kind of shake it off and be like, okay, well, that's yours this is mine. I'm going to have this like color of light or this metaphorical armor or whatever it is that you want to imagine around me because that is my boundary. I'm protecting my own little hula hoop space. If we don't have that, it gets so easy for people's, you know, hula hoop spaces to merge with our hula hoop spaces. And then it's a fucking shit show. Now there is beauty that can come from that before I elaborate too much more on if you are someone that feels like you are being projected upon time and time again. There is such beauty when two different, you know, universes can kind of merge together and grow 
it's just like, oh my gosh, I have so much I could learn from you. And there's so much you could learn from me. And yeah, there's going to be some things, you know, where we don't quite agree and probably never will. And we're just such different people and we're projecting from such different universes. And that's beautiful, especially online when people can just have these productive, constructive, kind conversations. I don't see it a ton, but you know, it, it, it can happen. It exists. It's possible. So back to if you are someone where you feel like you are regular getting projected upon. This is pretty common if you're like an Enneagram 9, Enneagram 2. You're someone who's very, very sweet, maybe has struggled with people pleasing in your life, a um, little bit more quiet. I mean, it, it, it can happen and you're not even un- fully aware that it is happening, but you just know that it's very irritating in your body. A great example is if like, you know, you're posting about something online, say it's about something that you're eating or an exercise you're doing, or um, if you're homeschooling or whatever you're doing and someone takes it upon themselves to come and comment the shit out of it or send you private messages or whatever it is and tell you what you're doing wrong and why you're doing it wrong and blah, 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 and how dare you, blah. And if you're feeling that like shakiness, that achiness in your body and you're like, oh my God, and then all of a sudden you're like edgy with your family and you're pissed off at your kids, that is clearly a very solid example of when someone else's energy has infiltrated your energy and now it's fucking with your energy and it's not fun. It really sucks. I dealt with this so much in 2021 when I was just questioning. That's it. I wasn't even drastically one side. I'm just, if you've been following me for a while or you know me as a person, you know, I'm not like a black and white person. I, in my blueprint, there's so many areas that shows you how I have such an outstanding bird's eye perspective of the world and people. And so I can see all of this gray and I can pretty much unpack and understand every single human and every single side. Obviously there's extremes to that, you know, like pedophilia and shit. But again, um, where was I going? Fucking ADHD, I swear. Um, oh, yeah, in 2021. And all I was doing was asking questions. God forbid. That's another thing. And that's just a part of who I am. I question things, not because I think that I'm right and everyone's wrong and I'm just this horrible, non-rule abiding person. No, it's because I'm genuinely curious and I am an excellent question asker. And someone needs to do it. Like, fuck, if we were just to follow everything blindly in life, like that's 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 not going to go well. Hi. No, that's why there is a massive handful of us in this lifetime that are question askers. Okay. All we're doing is getting the conversation started, getting our minds kind of flowing. And so all I was doing was just posing a question about COVID and the vaccine and being like, oh my gosh, every family do what's best for them. Do your research. You know, my family is not going to do it, but totally respect your family for doing it. You know, like everyone needs to have the right to make their own choice. Holy fucking shit, dude. Like my following wasn't even that big and I was getting death threats and direct messages and unfollows out the wazoo and just... People were so mean, so mean. There's that like petty side of me that wanted to go back when mainstream media and everything started coming out saying like, oh, yeah, actually, it's probably good to ask those questions. And, you know, maybe it wasn't as safe as we thought it was. So wanted to go back and be like, Kate, thanks for wishing death upon my family, you fucker. I didn't. I did not. I Part, that was probably part ADHD where I kind of just forgot about it and part like just let it go because it will weigh you down. 
Um, and anyway, so back to allowing my energy to be penetrated, I would get those horrible comments or messages, or I would have, you know, 40 other unfollows that day or whatever it was. And I would feel the friction and the ickiness inside my body. And it wasn't like excitement. It was anger and tension and fear and probably a lot of just what was coming through the phone towards me. I was absorbing into my body and I was feeling it. And this is especially true for those of you that probably have ADHD. We are more sensitive. We don't self-regulate as well. Maybe you're more of an empath. You're just more of like that sensitive type of soul. You're going to feel this stronger. So it's even more important for you to understand how to kind of protect your hula hoop space, how to have those boundaries. And so I, this stuff would happen and I would just be like shaking in my body and I'd be so angry. And even though it was not my son's fault, this was happening. It was not my husband's fault yet. I would become such an edgy bitch. Oh my gosh. I'd be like, just, just get out of my space and blah. I mean, not yell. Cause I'm not really a yeller, but I was tense as shit. Like just like, blah, and just be crabby in it. It was ridiculous. And it was an energy transfer. They were transferring their fucking attitude shit onto me. I was absorbing it and then I was transferring it onto my family. And then who knows how long that would keep going. Have you ever seen that cartoon where it's just like the boss is yelling at the husband and then the husband comes home and is yelling at the wife and then the wife yells at the kid and then the kid's yelling at the dog. It's horrible, but it's so true. There's this, you know, aggressive, sad, it doesn't matter what kind of energy it transfers. That's why we really want to try and like vibrate and have good energy. So we're transferring around and spreading good energy, not such shitty icky stuff. And so again, circling back, this is such a good practice that something that is, you know, a skill that you're going to want to maintain checking in on because it's not just something like, oh my God, I'm healed. So I'm never going to deal with this again. Maybe a few, but for the most of us that are human, it, you know, it is a practice and we're forever a work in progress, which is beautiful. And, you know, oftentimes, sometimes frustrating and also beautiful, but the faster that you accept that you are a work in progress, the more you're going to learn to enjoy the journey, the more you're going to learn to enjoy the ride, which is what it's all about. Um, but yeah, this is a great thing to be like, okay, Am I pissing in other people's Cheerios or am I allowing my Cheerios to be pissed in regularly? And it's going to happen sometimes. You know, again, we're human, especially if you're a female and you have a monthly cycle, <laughs> that luteal phase, we're sometimes going to be more of those projectors because our hormones are fucked and we are just very, they're not fucked. They they shift. If you have a, a normal hormonal flow, you know, like anyway, that's a that's a whole other conversation. And so again, there are going to be moments where you're like, oh, I was just projecting my shit onto other people. That was my bias. You know, some of the most intelligent, respected people in this world say, you know what? Like, I think I know a lot. I have my own thoughts, but there is so much that I don't know. And then they let it go. And so sometimes we just have to be like, oh, maybe I didn't need to protect that onto the person. Or, oh, I see something online and I completely fucking disagree. Unless you are able to hold a constructive conversation about that thing and maybe, you know, comment in a kind way, maybe hold off. Or, you know, you do you. If you're like, fuck that, April, like I got to light this bitch up. You know what? You do you. This is not a podcast with me telling you what to do, more so just bringing you information, guiding information, uh, you know, to your world. And then what you do with it is your decision. Because trust me, I've been there too, where I'm like, the fuck, why would you say that? Like, oh my God, that's horrible. Um, And then again, the other one. So again, checking in and being like, okay, am I projecting my own bias, my own opinions, my own this, my own that onto other people? Or 
am I allowing other people to kind of come up into my space and tell me how to live and tell me what to do? And I'm listening to them and I'm taking their energy and I'm transferring it to my family and that's not okay either. So just a nice little check-in thing. And again, if you are someone, because that seems to be, again, more common for a lot of mamas, the type that is allowing other energies into your own, something you can do is check in with it. Notice when it's happening. Notice how you feel in your body. And right then and there, be like, oh, nope, this is happening. I need to get off social media. Or come up with a little mantra, something I like to do with my clients um, because we do a lot of this work. Uh, Even like my high achieving, badass one-on-one clients that, you know, are top of their company doing this, doing that. They still struggle with this too, especially the overworking and the people pleasing. And it's just like, okay, this is not mine. This is not mine. This is not mine. This is not mine. And again, it's hard at first and it kind of seems like it's never going to get easier, but it does. It absolutely does. It's compound interest. Just the more you do it, the more it's going to work. You can also imagine like metaphorical protective armor all over your body when you are either going out in public or you are going to be on social media or say, you know, your kid is just having a really, really rough day or your partner's having a really, 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 really rough day and you want to be there for them. But if you allow their energy to seep into yours, well, shit, I still struggle with this because every human, sorry, I keep sniffling. Every human in my household is very sensitive. And so we will, if we're not careful, feed off each other. Oh my gosh, like I'll skip into a room, Little Miss Sunshine, and if Torin's like in a doom gloom mood and I'm like, oh, I'm going to absorb into the floor now and die and vice versa too. <laughs> so we have to be really careful about that. So you can imagine, you know, your protective armor, like, nope, I need to stay in my own space so that I may show up for the ones that I love and help them because if we merge our energies and now it's just this dark ass shitty cloud, like... No one's going to feel any better anytime soon. Or if like your child is having, especially if you have, um, I'm learning about this term right now. It's new through Dr. Becky, uh, a deeply feeling child, hundred fucking percent. I have a deeply feeling child. I love him. He is such a sensitive kiddo, such a sensitive soul, such an incredible human. And he's a deeply feeling child and he is a cancer in the Zodiac and you know, a million other things. And, um, so he will come in with some like big emotions. And if I'm not careful, if I'm in the icky part of my cycle or it's right away in the morning, you know, a lot of us with ADHD, we don't like bright lights. We don't like loud noises. We don't like a lot right away in the morning. We like to like kind of ease into the day. And so if he comes at me like guns blazing, a 10, just emotional and the lights are all on and blah, and I'm not quick to remember my protective armor, my space to keep my hula hoop, you know, energy area separate from his hula hoop energy area, it's like it, it will be an explosion. I'm already like a sensitive human and more of an empath and non-emotional in human design and all that good stuff. And so I will definitely amplify and then it's just a shit show. Now, I am human. And so when this does happen, sometimes, you know, we come down from it, we calm down, we apologize, we move on. We're forever students of life. But majority of the time, because the work that I have done and because we are aware of this, I do my best, assuming I'm not in my luteal phase, because all bets are off when I'm in my luteal phase, (laughs) when this will happen and he will come at me with this like, big emotion, big energy in his own little universe. I am quick to be like, okay, here's my protective armor. Here's, you know, a light I can imagine, like take some deep breaths. Okay. I'm going to remain calm in my energy. 
so that I can actually be helpful to help him move through his waves that he is going through to help him, you know, kind of ease through the intensity that he has actively going on. However, again, if I allow our little hula hoop universes to merge, which again happens because we're human, just same kind of thing with your partner. You know, when you're having arguments or whatever it may be, if you keep merging each other's energies and amplifying each other the fuck up, like it probably gets worse and worse and worse versus when you can like take some deep breaths and be like, okay, this is mine. This is yours. You know, how can we be supportive for each other? Um, it's, it kind of reminds me of, um, I believe it's Brene Brown does this with her husband where they'll check in with each other constantly because she's like, fuck that marriage is not, um, a hundred, a hundred all the time. Like we are humans. And sometimes, you know, I'm going to come in at a 20 and he's going to need to come in at the other 80 or however the numbers work. I'm probably totally butchering that. But I just love the check-in where she, they will literally just communicate. And he'll be like, dude, I'm at like, I'm at like a 10 right now. And she's like, okay, I, I can do this. I can, you know, come up with the other 90, assuming that she is feeling good and is solid in her energetic space. And then vice versa. Like we're a team. It is rare that you have two partners that are constantly always on and thriving and healthy and energetically just, you know, crush in life, maybe on social media, maybe on the outside looking in, but actually truthfully, honestly, very rarely are there two people that are always like that. I don't know. Maybe it exists. I'm definitely one of those where I can admit, yes, there are a lot of things that I've experienced and I have learned and I have certificates for and I, you know, air quote, no, but there's way more that I don't know. And I am so comfortable saying that we are forever students of life. Um, Yes. So if you want more of like a a visual for this concept to remind you, go to my Instagram. It's me, April Sky. It's one of the carousels. The front one, if you scroll down, literally says exactly what the intro says. Like, hey, if you haven't heard of the hula hoop principle, give me 10 seconds. It'll change your life. You can swipe over. It will remind you why this concept is so powerful. It gives you more detail and how you can kind of do a little check-in to make sure you are not being the projector constantly or being projected upon constantly. This definitely goes in line with the little kind of mini episodes I'm trying to put out, just like little tools, exercises, activities, ideas to really help just make these subtle improvements in your life because it's through the subtle movements, the subtle improvements, the subtle steps that add up to the really big shifts, the really big changes. And so I'll probably keep putting these out. I'm going to start bringing some more interviews back now that we are settled in to our new home. <laughs> well, as settled as you can be, there's still shit everywhere and we're working through it. And what's probably going to happen is we're going to get it perfect about a month before our lease is up because that's just, you know, generally how it works. And then pack it all up and shift and see where we are. Um, yes, side note, uh, to piggyback onto that, we are leasing the house that we are in because we wanted to dip our toes in. We rented our home that was in Montana. Um, and yeah, we're really not sure what's going to happen next, which I know is strange and some people find very uncomfortable and very alarming and it's different, but it's what works really well for our family and we're going to roll with it, man. Both my husband and I work from our computers. We homeschool. So this is what works for us. 
Okay. And oh, quick note. If there is anyone that you really want to hear interviewed on the podcast and you're like, ooh, I know April's going to ask all the juicy questions, send me their info, their Instagram, whatever it may be. Um, you can either email me at getrealwithaprilsky at gmail.com or you can send me a message on Instagram at it's me, April Sky. Okay, you guys. I love you. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you so much again for being here. It truly means the world. And if you loved this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review on Spotify and or a five-star plus text review on Apple Podcasts.